I'm Amy, sex educator, sex and relationship coach, and co-owner of PurePleasureShop.com. I'm April, VP of the cutting-edge sex toy company Hot Octopus, and I dedicate my life to the business of sex. We are on a mission to teach you how to have hot sex, deep intimacy, and how to make your own rules for who you are as a sexual being. Welcome Welcome to to the Shameless Sex Revolution. Want to learn more? Go to shamelesssex.com. And for 50% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use code SHAMELESSSEX at purepleasureshop.com. You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Well, hello, everyone. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Shameless Sex Podcast. Once again, April and I are not together. I can't touch you. This is so weird. I want to touch you all over. Do I have consent? Would you consent if I wanted to? I would. I love technology and I just miss you. I sent you a text message earlier. I said, I miss you. I want to hug you. We love each other. And we say, I love you, Chip. I love you, Chip. Chip loves me. I love you, Chip. It's not the same. Maybe people don't even realize we're not together because our audio is so damn good because you're Uh. just the best editor I can't always, I cannot necessarily edit for all the technology issues, which actually brings me to so this Amy's, episode. Everyone. Your director, producer, uh protagonist. Oh wait, you can't be a protagonist because I'm here. Uh <laughs> executive commander in chief. I'm Robin. She's Batman. Boss <laughs> queen. <laughs> Um, so this episode is on cross dressing and is a really awesome episode. I learned so much from these two speakers. One uh, is a cross dresser. Um, Sissy Becca is his, well, his, his name, but he, I, when you are referring to this human in the cross dressing mode. So when Sissy Becca is dressed in, um, the feminine garb, you would address Sissy Becca as she and her. Uh, and also with, is it Miss Ava? Uh, Miss Ava, who Ms. is Miss Ava, Ava Durga, who's just a fucking badass, very knowledgeable human who works with cross-dressers and all kinds of other humans. Uh, and I wanted to comment on this right now because there's so much interesting information here. Really, April and I, our minds were blown. Uh, the audio is not that fantastic because we had multiple Zoom screens open. Amy wasn't doing her job. I'm just kidding. Everyone. I wasn't doing that my job. Pure joke. Pure I was joke. slacking joke. off. So if you hear some sounds, like some, it almost sounds like a, a microphone's kind of being smacked here and there. Just, just bear with us and be, um, be patient and know that our audio is not always this way because uh, it's a really awesome episode. And so just if you can put that aside, then uh, you might learn a lot and enjoy it and probably be a little entertained. Also, if, if something inside of you turned off to learning about cross-dressing because you don't think you're interested in it, I think you will learn something interesting inside this episode. It's incredible. I think it's it's beautiful to hear people's stories and to release any judgment you may have about that, even if it doesn't, isn't something that you're into. It's yeah. still cool to have more information. I think that's a great point. Even So if, say you're not a cross-dresser, but you felt shame around something about your sexuality and what, what, uh, what, uh, not, well, Miss Ava helps people to move through that shame, specifically cross-dressers. But what Sissy Becca had to do is really overcome a lot of shame about this part of themselves. Uh, so even if it's not cross-dressing for you, you will probably be able to relate because we've all felt shame about something around ourselves sexually, at least most of us. And we talk about it, Amy, we recorded this a while back, so I, I hope your memory is better than mine at this point. Uh, we talk about what a sissy is yes. in the episode. So Becca's name isn't sissy, her, her first name. Yeah. First name's not sissy. It's um, kind of like an adjective to describe someone, which you'll learn about in the episode. So yeah. sissy and Becca. Because uh-huh. yeah, in the bio, I was like, oh, it sounds like sissy Becca like, is her name, but it's yeah. no, it's like a terminology that they use in... Um, in the cross-dressing world. world. Yeah. 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 So, so interesting. So much to learn. So um, stay tuned. We will dive into the interview shortly. Um, Chip, we have an Instagram contest. Oh, sorry. A giveaway. Instagram giveaway coming up starting on Wednesday, the 5th. So this comes out on the 4th. May the 4th be with you, everyone. <laughs> oh, did you make that up right no. now? You've oh never heard God. that before? No, but I love it. Oh my God. I wish that you made it up. I would have been like so impressed. All the Star Wars nerds. I think that's where obviously my, my guess May is where it came from. May the 4th be with you. Amy, yeah. that's like a lot. That's like going to hit me like in two hours from now. It's like, I really love that. <laughs> I'm going to text this to you that. later. Please May, do. Yeah. May the 4th be with you, Chip. Oh my <laughs> God. I love that. That's, that's like cute. The, 
I love those play on words. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. All right. I'll, so May the Fourth be with you is when this episode is being released. It's a very special holiday, probably I the best holiday I of can't. all holidays. Um, and then starting on the 5th of May until the 12th of May, we were running an Instagram giveaway contest for Masturbation May, because guess what, everyone? It's Masturbation May, one of our favorite months. I think, April, what do you like better, Masturbation May or Anal August? I prefer, well, I prefer, can I just have uh, two winners? Oh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I have a hard time saying it's my favorite month because I love them both equally. They're both wonderful. I do too. Masturbation May is funny because I don't know who coined it. I'm just I'm thankful that anal August is anal August is not anal April because <laughs> I'm going to change it to I'm April. already anal enough. I'm already <laughs> anal enough. So, you know, what? I'm good. all right, everyone. So we got a petition to change anal August, to anal April. No. <laughs> Do not sign. Well, okay. I mean, what was, so, uh, yeah, I guess that's your name. Never mind. Okay. So anyways, <laughs> masturbation I'm, may is here. I would have no problem with it really, but I do love masturbation may because it's a time for really diving into honoring masturbation. And we have to use an at sign when we post things on IG master, math, math, masturbation, masturbation. Masturbation. Yeah. Yeah, Well, IG doesn't love sex. So no. So our contest though, it's a contest inside of it. There's a bunch of free stuff that we're giving away, which people love free stuff. And Hey y'all guess what? Hot octopus. We've expanded our line. We've come out with a lot more stuff. We're giving away some hot octopus products. And I decided, which we didn't, we're not putting in the post, but I decided those people that are going to compete in this giveaway, uh, because we're going to select three people randomly. So anybody can win. If you follow the guidelines, I will give those folks that participate in the IG contest, a hot octopus that win that win uh, product of their choice. So it's not me Ooh. choosing. You can choose. Oh my it. gosh. Oh my gosh. So that's a lot of just, options. And we just had a curve that just came out. That's like the amazing G spot product that we worked really hard on and we have hard on. Huh? That was good too. May I didn't mean with to. You. <laughs> so I'm sorry that I went on a rant. I just think that's this good. contest is really cool. And there's so much other stuff. Of course, Uber Lube, of course, OMGS is yeah. uh, giving away an entire season. So you have access to that. So uh, follow us on Instagram, tag all your friends. Be is my it, friend. Is our Instagram shameless sex podcast? Is that where they go? Yes. yes You'll find is, us. Ma'am. You'll see a picture of us with a uh, semi topless with a banner over our breasts. And then you can follow us Join the contest. It has a creative um, activity to do to join the contest. It does not involve showing your genitals to us, but it might involve some art or some artistic expression of your, uh, of your bits, your glorious. Your genitals are your bits. muse, your yep. muse. Yeah. Um, and then a uh, quick shout out, since you were talking about new hot octopus products, any of those wonderful toys you can get at purepleasureshop.com. I own that sex shop with my mommy. Hey, mommy, mom, Janice. <laughs> April never other called moms. her mommy before. That is amazing. When I was She's... a kid, I got to call her mommy all the time. I'm so- talking about as an adult because I oh. did not know you when you were a child. Hi, mommy. Uh, so Hi, if you mom. use coupon code shameless sex, you get 15% off of any of the sex toys there. You can go check it out. Uh, okay, so let's dive into the sex question. Are you ready, Chip? I I actually have, I'm, I'm going to be surprised by this. I haven't read it. I'm My eyes are closed. I'm open-hearted listening right now. So the title is Menopause is Ruining My Marriage. Damn it. I am a 44-year-old woman and have been married for 12 years to my husband, who is six years younger than me. 10 years ago, I had to get my uterus removed. And shortly after the removal, unbeknownst to me, my ovaries started failing and so did my sex drive, which is now non-existent. I forced myself to have sex about every once every two weeks, but the entire time I'm thinking about how I would rather be sleeping. They, they also, this is, I didn't put this in here because it's a long post, but they also are experiencing a lot of extreme exhaustion, which can happen with menopause. Needless, needless to say, this is killing my husband. He feels so rejected and I feel like a piece of shit for pulling my lip putting my lovely husband through this. I'm working with a wonderful doctor trying to get my hormones balanced, but so far we aren't there yet. I'm trying and want to satisfy my husband's needs, but I feel like I don't know how to anymore. I started listening to your podcast while working in hopes that it would rev me up throughout the day. So far, it hasn't seemed to work. Do you have any suggestions on anything else I can do to help me through this and satisfy my husband's needs? He doesn't enjoy masturbating, so that doesn't work. And I even bought him a pocket pussy. What else should I do to keep him happy? Throw the pocket pussy in the garbage and get a hot (laughs) octopus product. I'm not kidding because uh, you don't have to. I'm just kidding a little bit. Uh, Am I kidding? 
semi kidding. I think that is something that is because when people think of pocket pussies, there there's a lot of shit. That's why hot octopus exists because there was so much shame around penis owners masturbating with things that look like anatomical, uh, like fleshy well, pieces of meat fleshy pieces of meat with hair sewn in, which is fine if, if that's what you're into. Where I'm not shaming that. I'm just saying perhaps uh, the technology involved will help with orgasm. And uh, if not, it can also just be pleasurable to feel and it'll help the, the bits get erect. And also you can put it between two bodies, the duo, the pulse duo. So that was my first thought. And I didn't mean, I know you were onto something, Amy, but I just had to say that. Well, on that note, what you're saying, I'm very curious why, what about masturbating? He doesn't enjoy um, is, is it that he doesn't like having to do work to self-pleasure? Uh, he doesn't feel pleasure when he masturbates. Is there shame around masturbation? It's masturbation may, it's a great time to work on that that piece there um i can speak for myself that sitting down for a self-pleasure session sometimes is a lot of work and i have to be in the right mindset mindset to be able to go down that route and i can also put myself in that mindset through a lot of work that i'll talk about in a second here too for um, the person that wrote this question but i'm curious about that and actually I just answered a PR piece with this similar question, not about menopause, but um, it's a lot of pressure to put on a partner that they are the responsible for our pleasure. And I'm not shaming your partner, by the way. You, actually, your partner sounds wonderful. They, I, there's other parts of this post that are not here where this person said that my partner is a wonderful human and very supportive and understanding. Um, and if we are able to self-pleasure, we can take some of that pressure off our partner needing to meet all of our pleasure needs. It's not their job to meet all of our pleasure needs. And so it it's, could, would be really helpful, especially with the changes that have happened in your body um, for your partner to take some of that in his own hands. Yeah, I meant to do that, his own hands. <laughs> uh, but seriously though, it could be really helpful and there's pleasure there. And I'm also curious, how do you two define sex? Is sex always penetration? So is it always something inside of you? I'm assuming your partner has a penis and you have, obviously you have ovaries, so you probably have a vulva. Um, is that what sex has to mean? Can, can sex be uh, broadened to include other things that maybe because your drive isn't there that you can still engage in? So maybe it is oral sex or your hands on his bits and there's still not, nothing going inside of you. Or maybe you're using the hot octopus on him. So it still is sex and he's not necessarily masturbating, but you're masturbating him. Um, I think when we our bodies change, we learn how to change with them. And yes, there's some things that we can change maybe back to what they used to be ish, or they're still different though. Um, and if we get set on it being that way, then we're going to be set up for disappointment, especially with aging. It's just a part of it. I have a radical suggestion and, uh, Amy may or may not agree and that's okay. Uh, Amy's a sex expert here and, and she doesn't love the term sex expert, sex educator. <laughs> uh, so I was thinking, and, and maybe you've already tried this to this uh, listener who wrote this question. What about trying anal play? And, and what about tapping into some prostate play if your partner's open to that? And perhaps for you as well, since you're not having a lot of reactivity with um, sensation, with your uh, vulva, as I, I presume, I think you said some our uterus was removed. So yes, uh, vulva, because you're not feeling, you're feeling tired. And if that seems like a lot of work, maybe you could go into a, a space of planning it and being like, it, let's experiment with this tonight. And try, if you haven't tried another orifice such as the anus, uh, it could be a good time to just check it out and see if you have any nice sensation from that. And also for your partner, uh, if, if uh, he, I believe he's a penis owner, if, yeah. uh, if he was into to at least doing an experiment. It could be like a fun playtime session for you. And there's lots of toys that can help you. So if fingers are not something you want to, to, uh, put inside each other, you could, you could use toys and a remote. So I just thought about that because maybe prostate stim would also be kind of fun to experiment with. Yeah. If he's open to it, but I think that what this person is speaking to is not that they don't have sensations that they don't have desire or libido. They're exhausted and they don't feel drive. So it's not that when they're, and they're not, they haven't spoken to also like what my other question for this person who wrote this question, this woman, um, as a self-identified woman, what are, do you have a masturbation practice? Do you, I know you've said you've tried some of the things that we've shared in the podcast. What happens when you actually touch yourself? Is it um, completely numb? Is it just exhausting? Is there some sensation there? This is where sex toys can really be helpful. Like I personally 
can feel zero desire libido. And I can either just touch myself with my hands all over my body, or maybe they don't even touch my genitals. And then I feel a little turn on, or I can just go right for my vibrator, use it on my pussy. I love, I love the satisfier and womanizer vibrators that, um, that also suction. They're I'm a huge fan. We have them at purepleasureshop.com. Uh, and I can use that or say like April say with hot octopus, right? Someone could not be turned on. They use a hot octopus, the solo or the pulse. And all of a sudden they have an erection or they have desire or libido going on. So we can create that. And then we engage in sexual activity with our partners. But if you're trying to engage in sexual activity and you feel nothing, it's not going to feel good for you. It is going to feel exhausting and feel like work. So it's what will get you there and maybe start to play with that. And it seems like you've tried some things, but maybe there's new things that you can try. And if it doesn't get you there for penetration, broaden your horizons, your definitions of what sex is and doesn't have to be about penetration unless your body is a yes to it. So it's, yeah. It's, hormones are such a hell of a thing, right? So I, when I was on um, birth, and this is different than birth control because this is menopause and also 44 years old and having surgery. But I remember being on a certain birth controls when I was in my twenties and having I was in my early twenties, zero sex drive. I literally was doing that compliant sex that we've talked about so many times where it'd be like doggy style. When are you going to finish looking at my watch kind of shit, which was not cool. It's like, because I, I had no sensation or, or, uh, emotional attachment to like what was happening. And I just felt like com I had to comply in my partnership to help my partner get off. And it was really hard. And it's like hormones and, and, the, and the ebb and flow of those are so difficult. But I think this human's doing all the right stuff. They're going yeah. to a doctor and they're really trying. And it's, I want to just say, I honor you and want to give you um, a big applause for, for really wanting to help the situation and also being so uh, obviously concerned about your, um, partners, um, not only, uh, sex drive and sexuality, but also about, um, them feeling rejected. So yeah. thank you. But yeah, that was and, just the last piece. And I'll tie this into also, um, something we talk about on our podcast all the time, which is OMGS. Uh, we love OMGS.com like, Oh my God. Uh, and I'm tying this in because when our bodies change, sometimes we need to learn new ways to feel pleasure and touch ourselves. So the old ways may not apply anymore. OMGS.com is phenomenal. It is an online resource that has season one, all about external genital pleasure for vulvas all. And then season two is all about internal genital pleasure for vulvas. Um, and it shows you all these different videos and techniques that you can try knowing that there isn't one way that works for us or that we change and we have new ways of pleasuring. And a lot of times we're trying to figure out what do I like? We're kind of in the dark because, you know, we only know what we know to try. And it gives you all these ideas, it's really tasteful research-based. How many women did they study to do this? Like many thousands? 20,000. I, I can look at, we've said it before. It was a lot of humans, yeah. thousands and thousands and thousands. So I highly recommend checking OMGS out. And then also if you're having great pleasure, OMGS is good for you too, because you can learn how to even better pleasure. Or if you want to learn how to pleasure a vulva, they have something for you. Go check out OMGS.com backslash shameless. You get $5 off when you buy a season, you have it forever. It will probably change your life. I know it has for me as well as all of my clients and a lot of our listeners. They absolutely love it. All right. Are you ready for a bio? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Sissy Becca has been an alpha male all of his life, but discovered his feminine side 15 years ago. Over the last two years, he found the perfect woman who helped him understand that being a cross-dresser is just part of his psyche, and he should be perfectly content with living a double life. Now he is happy as an alpha male most of the time and proud to be the sissy cross-dresser the rest of the time. Ms. Ava Durga discovered the fun of feminizing males in 2001 and has helped cross-dressers, sissies, and bi-curious males achieve their potential at the Sissy Parlor in South Florida since 2017. She's been a guiding force in helping them accept their feminine side, often including the desire for receptive sexuality as a key part of their psyche they should embrace. To learn more, visit circleofq.com. That's C-I-R-C-L-E-O-F-Q.com. All right, y'all, it's interview time.
All right, everyone, it is episode time, interview time. And this episode, we've actually had a number of sex questions about cross-dressing. We've had a guest on our show who wasn't even sure if cross-dressing was the politically correct, I'm doing air quotes, uh, term to use. And we, April and I, have so much to learn about this. And so we are going to talk about cross-dressing, what's the difference between cross-dressing, drag, trans, etc. Um, and again, a lot of people who are listening, if this is not your jam, just know that we receive a lot of emails where it is someone's jam or they're in a partnership with someone that is is exploring this or interested. So um, this is really exciting and we're happy to have you two on here. And we'll, we're going to start with, we always start with the same question, but there's two of you. We have Miss Ava and we have Becca. Miss Ava is going to tell us a little more about working with cross-dressers. Um, and Becca is going to share a little more about being a cross-dresser um, and being, and, and Becca's here. I, you can't see that these two wonderful guests, but Becca is looking stunning. She's glorious. She's gorgeous. <laughs> Um, so let's start with Miss Ava, though. Tell us how you got to where you are today in the field of sexuality, and how did you get started working with crossdressers? Well, back in 2001, during an adventure break during corporate life, I took a job as an office manager at a place called the Dominant Divas, which was a large dungeon in Fort Lauderdale. It was about two and a half blocks from the federal courthouse. It was a great time. Um, but this was, this was a very large two-story, lots of rooms, m- many mistresses. And I got the job as being an office manager and, um, and did a, lot, a variety of different things. And one of them was intake on clients. And so I would, you know, I trained with the mistresses, but I would show the clients around to these different rooms in this, in this house. And there was one time in particular that it still gives me chills all the like it was 2001 so it was you know a long time ago so there's a guy that came in and he you know tall guy he was at a, for, for, there for a medical conference very quiet and I did the usual thing you know I took him around and this is we have a bondage room here and this is the kitchen and this is so and so and he's following me and he's very quiet nodding and quiet and then I came to this one room that we called we called it the sissy parlor, which is my place was the namesake, and had these two big French double doors. And I opened up these double doors, and you have to imagine this was a, play, a huge room full of clothes and shoes and makeup and a vanity and pink frilly things. And this guy, he stood there stock still, and just took it all in. And I could see his eyes welling up, like he was gonna he was tearing up. And this is fairly new. And I said, so, you know, what, you know, what, what, you know, what's going on? He goes, are there that many others like me? And he was astonished just that everything was there. And I said, yeah. So he told me a story that I, that became a very common story for me to hear in the subsequent years, which was, he's an older guy, probably in his forties. He'd been married a long time. He was a responsible doctor. He'd had this urge that popped up throughout his earlier life of wearing panties or getting dressed or doing, you know, various things, tried to introduce to his wife. She shot it right down. So basically for the last several years, what he would do was he rented a storage area. He kept all his clothes there. When he could, he'd sneak away to a hotel room or when he was going to travel and go on a business conference, he would take his clothes or he would go somewhere and, and, or he would, I think he hadn't traveled. He, He was taking it and going at hotel rooms at his own city and when he had this chance to do it, he actually came to the dungeon. And so as I worked there longer, got to know more of the cross-dressers, I found they were very much the same. These were straight, solid family men, paid their taxes, good people, loved their wives, loved their kids, went to Sun church, taught Sunday school. And all they wanted to do was dress up frilly in panties and be a, be a woman for a while. And I thought of all the things that your man could have a problem with, that your wife could have a problem with this, you know, you're not drinking, you're not going out. Mm-hmm. So that's how, so anyway, so that's how I developed my first affinity for cross-dressers. Um, during the years, you know, it kind of ebb and flowed. And I um, started a company called Creative Sexuality, which is online education for sexuality. That changed. And then that was shifting for personal reasons. And I was at uh, Beyond Leather, which is a leather conference in Fort Lauderdale, sitting next to a woman named Lady Katara, who was the headmistress of Club Femme. And she'd also been a very well-known pro-dom for sissies. She was the queen of South Florida sissies. And we sat next to each other and started talking. And she, after quite a bit, she said, you know, things, cross-dressers need some things that they're not getting from the typical dungeon scene. There's a whole variety. And she married one, actually. She married one and retired. And she said, you have, my vibe is, I'm not a leather mistress. I'm not the harsh, you know, that kind of thing. I'm a mistress, but I've got my own kind of vibe. And she goes, I think you do really well. And, and I 
And so with her help and some others, I rented a lovely condo and I, I started the sissy parlor and the clients started coming and they, um, I love working with this population. So anyway, so that's how, so from there, I started a community called the, um, bluebells because I a lot of them were saying we needed a sense of community they wanted to meet other cross-dressers but they didn't know where to go they didn't feel real comfortable at you know they didn't uh, bars and so forth and so I started that community and then um Becca and I met and started talking about this much larger vision of what we could do in terms of community and what was missing out there. And she opened my eyes to a lot more things that I wasn't aware of what was happening on the cross-dresser side for finding people. And so we decided to join forces and um, started Circle of Q, which is what we're doing now. That's great. And mm -hmm. so thank you for sharing that. And so Becca, can you talk a little bit about your story and as well, how, what made you start cross-dressing? Absolutely. Uh, let me start by saying what Miss Ava does is don't think about it in the typical femdom kind of world. Like she said, it's not about leather and all that. It's about, I tell her all the time, she gives gifts to guys like me because it's a gift to, to go talk to a woman and to have her be like, well, of course you're that way. You need to be that way. You want to be that way uh, because that's, that's what a cross-dresser struggles with. Right. So for me, what got me into it was curiosity mainly. Um, just throughout my entire life, I've always been a very hypersexual guy that would, would try almost anything. Uh, and when I was married, I was always pushing the boundaries of trying to get my wife to try new things. Uh, and one Christmas, very early in the marriage, so I was probably in my um, probably early 30s, I bought her a full body stocking. And I thought, as I was buying it, I thought, I'll buy one for you too. Uh, kind of as a joke though. I was thinking of it as a joke at that time. And so when the night came to open our sexy present, she opened up hers and it, and she's like, why is there one for that's extra large? <laughs> Cause I'm not an extra large girl. And I'm like, well, I thought it'd be fun if we dressed alike. So it was fun. We had some wine and uh, we both decided to go change into our, into our body stocking. And oh my God, the feeling that I had as I put that on was just, I don't know, it was, it was, it was, it was amazing. I was stunned with, with, with how it made me feel. My wife, not so much. Uh, she, she kind of like, it was okay. It was fun, but it was, you know, it wasn't something that she was really into. So, so 10 years pass. Uh, and I try not to think, and I'm not thinking about it really for 10 years. And then I got to my, I was, I've been very fortunate. I got to a lot of success. I was very entrenched in my kind of alpha male macho fully in control image uh, and I started reading some different things about cross-dressing and mainly from a femdom perspective and I thought that's when I need to give my life balance because I, I felt just out of balance being in control being in charge always making the decisions and wow if I could put on panties and give up control that would kind of be fun so I went, I went to Victoria's Secret to buy clothes for my wife uh, and several pair of panties. And I tried them on and it was like, God, this is kind of sexy. I love how this feels. Uh, and then I went further and I got stockings. And the uh, yeah, it's hard to describe from a cross-dresser's perspective. I've talked to a lot of others and they have the same feeling. When you put on your first pair of stockings, it's just this this intense exhilaration because it just feels so feminine and it's the feminine energy we're trying to kind of connect to. So then I knew I had to have shoes. Um, so girls, I wear a size 15 men's shoe. What? <laughs> oh, sorry, 13, 13 men's shoes. Right? Order. Yeah. Uh, and you have to get two sizes extra for women. So I wear a size 15 women's shoe. Mm. Back when I was starting this, there wasn't Amazon. Uh, so <laughs> finding these were not exactly easy. But I was lucky I found some. I found my first pair of pleasers. I brought and I got them home. And I say home, I, I had a vacation home that I kind of hid this from my wife uh, while I was going through it. Uh, and when I looked at myself with shoes and stockings and panties on and looked at my legs and girls, you don't see them now. I've got some sexy ass. She's legs. got killer. She does have killer <laughs> legs. Uh, yeah. I knew right then that. I was fully into that rabbit hole and I was going to go find Alice somewhere. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then from there, it went to 
you want to tell other people. So I, I had some experiences with femdoms. And then finally, meeting with Ava and talking about lots of stuff, I just kind of have acceptance as to who I am. Mm. I love that story. I mean, I love both of your stories and, and the experience. Ava, what you do, and we're, we'll learn more about that too. And then, and then also Becca, just just your discovery story. And I, I want to see those legs later. Maybe when we finish the podcast, um, a couple of things. I have a, a, some questions for you, but a couple of things come to mind. Um, number one, so I co-own an online sex shop with my mom, purepleasureshop.com. We used to have a retail store here in Santa Cruz. April used to work there. By the way, everyone, you want a discount on your sex toys, 15% off with coupon code SHAMELESSSEX. They have stockings. They have stockings. I mean, we have stockings because it's a we. Uh, But what I was going to say is we we started with just sex toys. It's a sex positive shop. Again, we don't have the brick and mortar anymore. And uh, and and I'm saying this because of what you're talking about, Becca, about it being hard to find places to shop. Uh, and so you had to go and shop as if it was for your wife. Uh, and so we had someone come in. We, had, we did start selling some lingerie and things. We had a dressing room built in the, in the store. And we had someone came in, um, uh, a man came in, and he wanted to try on some lacy booty shorts. And we're not gonna, you know, we're not gonna say no, no to it, what just because you have a penis. So, so we're like, okay, yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, and then was just let me know if you need anything. But he did this thing that, and I, and it was a little bit uh, flat, flash, flashy, flashery, a little mm-hmm. bit, where he um, actually put on. He what I loved was that he actually brought his own fishnets and heels. Oh. And so, he, <laughs> but what I didn't love was that he actually asked both me. This happened with me, and he came in multiple times. And eventually, we figured out who he was, and we're like, okay, you crossed some boundaries because. Because he was want he wanted to show off to us reaction, yeah. and so he put on the booty shorts over his fishnets, his heels. Great legs, by the way, looked real good, but didn't have permission from us to show off. You know, it wasn't necessarily coming just for assistance. And I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to put all cross dressers in this category. I'm actually just talking about how, it, and I think it's probably better now. April and I also go to trade shows. Well, not right now, but I know that there's companies that do actually make products for. Um, for folks into cross-dressing or, or trans folks actually that are, are sizes that actually make more sense than aren't just like, you know, little tiny shoes that would uh, traditionally go on someone who identifies as a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I we felt for this person. It was like, well, you, you probably don't have an outlet. And also maybe you don't have an outlet to show off too. Mm-hmm. So, but it just wasn't in this consensual way. So it, it was an interesting sneak peek into that world. I've also, um, there's someone that I went on a couple dates with and they told me that they sometimes like to wear lingerie and they sent me, uh, and, and this was consensual because they told me that they like to wear lingerie sometimes. And they sent me some photos, never with their face in it, but just of their legs and in fishnets and heels, same thing. Mm-hmm. Again, sexy as fuck. I was like, that's, you know, we actually did, didn't continue dating. It just wasn't a good fit. But I actually was like, that would be, I would actually be into into like witnessing this or being a part of this again and not for everyone but so just some things that i wanted to highlight and now i'm going to dive into if you want to add anything to what i said let me add something real quick yeah yeah because i think that was a a seminal moment for me too i so i'll I'll try to make a short story i was married and i tried to talk to my ex about it we can talk about that a little bit later we can we can dive into that because it didn't go well but that was because of me but we agreed to go to a fetish and fantasy ball together. And I, I talked her into letting me go as a woman. And I had never been out before at all. This was brand new to me and scared to death. And I'm, I'm going to tie it back to your story because we're going down to the elevator, going in, we get in the elevator to go down to the party. And I'm scared to death, absolutely scared to death. My wife is with me. She's not, she's there because, you know, she's trying to do the right thing as opposed to enjoying she's there. So really, really nervous. We're in the elevator alone. Thank God we're alone. No one can see me. Stop at a floor. A woman walks in and, and I'm just kind of sitting there not looking at everything. And she looks over at me and she says, girl, you've got the sexiest legs I've ever seen. I was hooked. I was absolutely hooked. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's validating. Were you like, yeah, thank you. Or yeah. were you like, oh, really me? Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was just like, I was shocked by it. Yeah. We don't think we look feminine. We, we want to be, but we don't think that others see us and getting a woman to affirm that we look feminine. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Puts you on cloud nine. And that's a lot of what I think yeah. the work that, that Miss Ava does, which we'll get into a little bit too. Yeah. So um, I think this is probably a question for Miss Ava. So defining cross-dressing for us and is this kind of the PC, I'm doing air quotes again, the current PC term. And also if you can explain the difference between trans drag and cross-dressing. Sure. Um, regarding a PC term, I mean, cross-dressing is probably, I, I, I don't think there's any, we talked a bit earlier about, I don't think there's anything politically incorrect or there is no politically correct term. Um, the, I mean, there are words that you want to avoid like transvestite just because it's, it's, um, it's very sort of medical. I think it has some negative connotations from the DSM as being pathological. Shemale, tranny, those sorts of things are derogatory. Um, but generally cross-dressers, I've never come across it as being anything other than okay. Um, the difference is this. So to, on the outside, it looks like a penis owner wearing panties and dresses. Looks the same. Shop the play, same places look the same. But it's really internally it's different. So a cross-dresser does it for recreation, not a full-time identity. It's the place they go, or to quote Esther Perel, right? It's not, it's not something they are, it's a place they go. So with a trans person, it's more a matter of a full-time identity, whether they're femme or trans femme or some, but there's something they're not, they're not born, if they're born with the penis, but they identify as something otherwise, right? With a cross-dresser, they're typically straight men. They dress because for recreation. It feels good. They like the fabric. It's comfortable, it's sexual, they, feel, they get to feel vulnerable, they get to feel sexy, they get to feel desired, they get to feel pretty, they can drop all of this behind them. I'm get, kind of getting ahead into something else. Um, but um, so that's what a cross, and so, it, so it's a variety. It might just be wearing panties or it might be somebody as lovely as Becca who's completely decked out, um, but that's what it is. For drag, Again, I'm not a semantic expert, but for drag, I think more of gay men who cross-dress for entertainment purposes, for external. I, I'm not aware, I'm, I'm, I'm personally, I'm not aware. I have not met or across any gay men who cross-dress just to cross-dress as the straight um, cross-dressers I know. Um, but those are the basic difference. If you think of trans person is that there's something within their identity full-time that does not match what they were born with versus a, a cross-dresser who's doing it, they go into the costume, let's say, or they go into that femme headspace to um, enjoy whatever they're enjoying from it. During that time, during playtime, during that moment, then they take it off and they're done till the next time. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's really helpful information because I, I personally, and I know a lot of our listeners want to respect all humans and uh, what they're, who they are and, and uh, honor the, the most um, up-to-date terminology. And so I think that that is helpful and um, cross-dressing. Yeah. To, to be honest, I feel like it, I feel like it needs a different name because it, it for I, me, I feel like it sounds kind of it. Do, it doesn't flow, so maybe we can think about that for later. <laughs> something to think about. Okay. Uh, so it, that's Contest. my opinion, and I don't one, know. One shameless sex. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. right. Yeah. So I. So moving into, so I think the next question, which I think maybe would be geared for Becca and uh, up to you both, uh, depending on who's comfortable answering. It has to do with advice to the vulva owners out there. And Becca, you mentioned that you were married. And I don't know if you still are. You can you can talk about that if you want to. Uh, and with with the vulva owners that have partners who want to cross dress, who have expressed that, uh, can you can you give any advice to those uh, humans on either side? So Ava can talk very. I can talk very clearly about how to talk to a vulva owner about it because I've made every mistake possible. Mm -hmm. uh, I think and Ava can talk very well to the benefits for vulva owners to have somebody like me. Mm -hmm. Do you want to start it? I guess I can do that. Um, I think the most important thing, if 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 that it's to recognize as a woman, if your partner cross stresses, it has nothing to do with you. It's not a deficiency in you. It's not something you can you want to fit, not, do. You can you fix or can you fix? The thing is to accept it. If he's trusting you, or even if you found out, the fact is he's vulnerable to you now. This is huge a huge part of their psyche. And it's one that's, that's very fragile. So first of all, if somebody who love, don't, don't try to change him, fix him, freak out, just step back a minute and think for a minute and don't judge. 
then you can consider that there might be some benefits. There are benefits to having a cross dress, a partner who cross dresses, um, whether or not you're into it. And I just give it, you know, open your open your mind up to it. It may not be your thing, but it can always be fun. So it's fun to dress them up. That's the first tip. Try it. Get a bottle of tequila from your event, from your sponsors on Saturday night, <laughs> get out some panties and lipstick. And I mean, cause you can find things to no matter how big your guy is, you can find things, stretchy panties, suspender pantyhose, some lipstick, they just have some fun with it. Just dress him up. I've done that so many times in previous relationships, by the and? way. Yes, because I, I I loved it. I loved it. And at least two. And I was like, this is so much fun. But I love fashion. Like, will you try this on? I just want to see what it looks like. So I'm sorry to interrupt, but I was like, yes, I love that. That's great. Yeah, and you can fun. So if you take that attitude toward it, instead of, of thinking it's some kind of weird and freaky, it's a great time. A dress-up doll, your very own. Do all kinds of things. Um, a lot of times they like to shop. I hate to shop. A cross dresser will love to shop. And so you can you can either take him on shopping sprees or you can send him shopping for you. That's a good one. If there are let, 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 let me interrupt real quick. As a guy, they mm -hmm. hate to shop, but when they're dressed, they love to shop. Okay, thank you for the qualifier. <laughs> right. Yeah. They have to be in femme yeah. mindset, right? Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, you can't, yeah, exactly. Put some panties on under his pants, you can take him to the mall. <laughs> but, but online, but online is great because you can have him have her completely decked out there. And I should mention here, so while I'm thinking about it, pronouns for cross-dressers. When they're dressed, they're she. They don't use, well, I'm sure there is difference, but I mean, the, the trans people can use they and so forth, but generally a cross-dresser wants to feel feminine. They want to be she mm -hmm. during that time. Um, housework, if they're submissive, you can get them to do housework, put them in panties, they'll do it. You're in charge of sex also. Um, they, um, regardless of how you like it, that, well, there's a whole, getting off into a whole nother thought thought load there but you, it, it, you call it the way you want it but the, what you cannot do with a cross stressor is say well yes I want you to be masculine in bed all the time I want a hard manly fuck every single night that's great but you also have to recognize that your partner is just as entitled to his erotic or her erotic um bents as you are and so I would I would um it's very important to find something that's going to work for both of them they're more loyal typically, because they're looking at other women, they're looking at their, they're totally dedicated to you because you're giving them the opportunity to be who they are, full acceptance. Um, you take the relationship off of autopilot is another one because there's so many things you can play with. So many things, panties and makeup and outings and strap-ons and, and but all kinds of different, you know, different things. But it's, you got a lot more to play with than you do in a straight vanilla relationship. Um, I think there's increased intimacy because, again, because he's so vulnerable, he's giving you his guts basically. And you're holding those in your hand and cherishing those. He's gonna be closer to you than anybody else that's gonna give him a hard time about it. And last two is, it's, it's, I think it gives us an opportunity, as women, if we're with a cross-dressing partner, anybody who's non-conforming, and we're out in public with them, the fact that, yeah, people are gonna look, because they're curious. They're not generally hostile, but they're curious. So if you're there in your center with the person you love, and you're able to be there and go, yep, he's different, and I love him and we're still out, you're gonna, I think you're gonna give people a lot um, silently permission to be different and to love people who are different. Mm -hmm. And it's also a growth opportunity um, to explore what really sex and gender and relationships mean to you beyond the shell of what, what is supposed to be a quote unquote man. Mm -hmm. When, remember when Dennis Rodman came out cross-dressing back in, was that the early 2000s? And everyone was so shocked. I was so oh, excited. Yeah. Uh, he came out in a full wedding dress at one point, and he's this masculine basketball player. Yeah. And yeah. I thought that was incredible. And everyone's like, oh, he's crazy. And there was so much negative attention that he received. Yeah. And I thought it was awesome even back then. Yeah. I was really young, but I remember yeah. saying something to the effect of like, Fuck yeah, mm -hmm. that's cool. Why do looks, people have to yeah. dress a certain way? He looks right. good dress too. I was the person <laughs> yeah. that took off my top until I was like 12 because all the boys were doing it. I was like, I want right. to have my, my yeah, yeah, my mom loved that. Plus, plus look at the underlying message. The hum That's humiliation. So in other words, that's in, like, you're dressing like a woman. Therefore, there's something there's something defective about you because women are defective. Mm. Why don't we get the same crap when we're wearing jeans or strap-ons? <laughs> just yeah. saying 
And I, so that brings me, I want to ask, I want to ask Becca in a second about the conversation for penis owners to have with their partners. But before we do that, cross-dressing is, are there folks, what, because I know that there's drag queens, there's also drag kings in the drag world. Is cross-dressing usually just penis or always penis owners who like to dress femme? Can it go another direction? I think semantically it can. Okay. Do you, is it common? Like, is, is it a common thing where, where, like, I, I mean, I'm, I don't, I personally don't know. I've, you know, met a number of folks who are penis owners who like to cross dress and want to feel more femme. I can't say I've met a lot of, uh, I guess the people I know, but, but they're trans. Though. They identify as yeah, trans. They're more trans. Yeah. 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 yeah if, if you just judge by the amount of porn or memes or sites. Most of them are kind of male to female. They, they, they're male and they want to dress like a woman. Now, I don't want to generalize, though, because you're right. I think there are so many that are truly trans mm-hmm. uh, and they, they probably identify as, as trans, not as a crossdresser. OK, time for a quick break. This podcast was made possible by Uberlube. It's a luxurious silicone lubricant that enhances sex and intimacy. We receive emails from listeners who have tried Uberlube, and the feedback is unanimous. We never knew lube could be this good. It's also less likely to throw off the pH than most other lubes, and there are thousands of doctors recommending Uberlube to their patients, whether they want to make their hot sex even hotter or for folks experiencing dryness. Uberlube is without a doubt my favorite lube. It has no flavor, no scent, and feels absolutely amazing on my body. And it isn't just for sex. I use it to tame my hair frizzies, to prevent chafing, and I even put some in my mouth before an oral sex session. Totally ups my blowjob game. Oh, and the bottle, it's beautiful. It looks like a cosmetic product. So I just leave it out on my nightstand, totally shamelessly. To learn why we think it's the best lube on the planet, check out uberlube.com and use code SHAMELESSSEX for 10% off, plus free shipping. Again, that's uberlube.com and use code SHAMELESSSEX for 10% off and free shipping. This podcast was also made possible by Sakara. Shameless fact about me. I love to eat meat and I never thought a plant-based diet would be for me until I was introduced to Sakara. I get so excited when my Sakara delivery arrives each week because there are always new exciting dishes that are absolutely orgasmic to eat. Plus, I feel amazing afterward. So good, in fact, I can even have a hot, steamy sex session with my partner for dessert because I actually have more energy and I feel damn sexy even hours after eating their yummy, organic food. So I double dog dare you to try Sakara, even if it's just for one week. It just might change your life. I know it changed mine. Along with delicious plant-rich meals, Sakara also offers daily wellness essentials like supplements and herbal teas to support your nutrition. Experience the transformative power of plants with their best-selling metabolism powder. Love it. Made with organic raw cacao, it works to boost energy, eliminate bloating, minimize your sugar cravings, and reduce fatigue. And right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash shameless or just enter code shameless at checkout out. That's Sakara S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash shameless to get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash shameless. Go check it out. That can yeah. also be developing, right? Things yeah. are shifting and we, we love to label things <laughs> as no hard humans. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's something Pretty that well. I'm sure will will uh, be a continuation and fluid and ever moving. Dude, we should do yeah. some some drag king business someday. Like April and I would do some like I would just like, like, Oh I'm I'm over a little over five. Like, we both identify with our masculine sides and I'm, I put on dresses because I feel so masculine yeah. so much of my yeah. life. I'm like yeah, yeah. and I mean I'm like let's wear on dresses yeah right. <laughs> and it feels nice but like, oh, i feel in my like feminine flow and that feels really good and i feel like it would be something therapeutic about really uh inviting and allowing that masculine side so maybe we should do this anyway sidetrack so let's come back so we're coming back to you uh becca for advice for penis owners who want to cross dress but they don't know if their partner will be into it how do they introduce it how do they talk to them about it and what if their partner is a no yeah i've been there i i, I first want to just highlight what Ava said about cross-dressing husbands and their loyalty to their wife that accepts them and wants them to be who they are. It's, it's, it's like no other loyalty that you can ever find. So uh, once a woman accepts, and I'm in a relationship now with just an amazing woman who, uh, as much as I tried to 
run away because I was scared of who I was. She just kept saying, no, that's fine. So it's, and, and I'm, I will be loyal for the rest of my days. And I don't think you can say that about most, most penis owners, right? Mm -hmm. So, so, you know, how to tell your partner is just, that's a lengthy topic with lots of wrong ways to do it. Uh, and I've made a lot of mistakes. So I was, I was married and I was married for probably quite a long time, 15, 17, 18 years before I brought this up with my wife at the time. And after you've been in a, in a relationship that long, you've developed certain parts of your relationship, who both of you are, what your routines are and all of that. So when I brought this up completely out of the blue, it really, really scared my partner. And, I, and I've talked to other people that have tried to do this too. And, you know, you scare them because you get them thinking, well, you know, they ask all the questions, how long you've been doing. Inevitably, you've been doing it for a while. And they wonder, wow, if he's been doing this, then what else has he been doing that I should know about? Once you introduce it to a spouse, they start to question your own sexuality, right? Because why else would he want to dress like a woman unless he was gay, right? Uh, and then they start to have these questions of, well, if I accept him as a cross-dresser, does that make my sexuality change? So, and then the other part was they really try to question, so how does this fit into our sex life? Because it's completely different. And now you've had the same kind of sex for 15 years. And so those are the questions that they, they're going to go through. And I didn't recognize that when I first told mine. I basically told mine, hey, guess what? I'm really, I'm really digging this. Let's have fun with it. Yeah. And she kind of accepted it to a certain extent, but accepted it only because she had to, as opposed to really getting into it. And then I had, I had another girlfriend like that, that I, is now fully accepting of me and I made some big mistakes with her. So the lessons I've learned girls is you have to plant seeds. If you're a cross-dresser out there and you're married, uh, plant seeds with your wife, uh, talk about her panties and tell her how sexy they are. And boy, I wonder what you girls get all the, you have all the fun because you get to wear sexy panties. We just get these darn, you know, these boxer briefs. Um, talk about hoes. Talk about how tall you might be if you had to wear heels, right? Talk, say all of those things and just keep planting those seeds and be patient. Be really, really patient because it's a huge, huge change of thought that your wife is going through about you who used to be this alpha guy that's taking care of everything that's always been a protector and now all of a sudden you want to dress up like a girl mm -hmm. so that's the only advice i have give seeds and lead into it very slowly mm -hmm. and at the end of the day if they say no well then you have a decision to make yeah. right yeah. Mm -hmm. well i always feel bad for uh folks that are shopping in the men's shoe department because I'm like, this is the most fucking boring thing I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. I am literally going to shoot myself. It's like, how do these look? Or how do these look? I'm like, they all look the fucking same. same. <laughs> like, really? I'm like, come over yes. to this area. It's like this glorious, like there are endless options. So I am a huge fan of supporting folks that uh, are into fashion in general. So fuck yeah, if you're a cross-dresser out there, like, and if you are partnered with one, I think that's awesome. And I'm sorry to swear so much, but this feels like a powerful. It's fucking sex. You yes. can say fuck as much as you want. Your, your mom's going to get mad. Sorry, sorry fuck, mom. <laughs> fuck, mom. <laughs> so I just want to honor the that that piece of it. If obviously I know it, we can't ever generalize and say every cross-dresser is going to be into fashion, but right. having someone that would be supportive of that, that, just being wanting to feel beautiful while you're shopping and trying on things is really cool. That's what you typically oh, yes. have your friends for. If you have a partner that can drop into that and come to the shoe section with you, and then you can go to their shoe section if they have Sounds larger fun. feet uh, or their special order section on wherever they're shopping online uh, to get the, the shoes. I think that's so fun and invigorating. And it's something like an added new element. I liked what Ava shared about uh, having this this uh it's it's almost this another human in your relationship that loves you and is identifying with you as a partner however they're almost another 
fun person to hang out with. That's still your partner, but they're in their cross-dressing um, sheetum, right? It's like adding more to the menu, which I think yeah. is a lot of people. Are, no, no, no. I just want to stay in my little menu. It's very safe in here. Mm-hmm. And that's okay if that's what you choose. But one, the other, if you're in a partnership, the other person might have more in their menu, more desire, and your life might be way more exciting. Which is you choose to exactly, explore. which is what I think maybe people out there are asking it. Becca touched on a little bit, which is about sexuality and how cross-dressing, how does that show up in sexuality? You know, it, it is a, it's a spectrum, right? Because uh, you have, there's so many heterosexual guys out there that just love to wear panties or, you know, occasionally wear a, a bra or stockings under their clothes. And they're, they're strictly heterosexual and they always want to be that way, but they just like that feeling of feminine energy that, that is so, you know, as a penis owner, I love feminine energy, right? You girls are gorgeous, right? It's like, you want to kind of look like that. You want to feel that feminine energy. You know, I would say people that are, there are penis owners out there that like to dress up as much as possible and go out in public and they're still heterosexual, right? Uh, Then there are people like me that it's, it's very kind of fetishized. It's a very sexual thing. When I get to dress that I feel just so sexy and, and I went through a period of my my own exploration where I tried a little bit of everything and it was a lot of fun. And now I'm in this amazing relationship with a with a gorgeous woman and I'm just I'm tied to her. But so it's the entire spectrum. And, and if you think about Ava's Bluebells, which is her meetup group or our website, it, it ranges for that entire spectrum. And it's so much fun to see where where everybody is because it's also a slippery slope down into the rabbit hole too, right? And some people might just be at the panty wearing stage and they haven't gone down to the, oh, I'm going to dress all up and I'm going to go to the casino tonight. Mm -hmm. I would almost ask, yeah, how sexuality shows up in cross-dressing. I mean, you know, when we talk about sexuality and cross-dressers, the first thing that comes to my mind is sissies. Mm -hmm. And it shouldn't just be, but it's this whole, let me just point out, there's a very special breed of cross-dresser called a sissy, Becca B1. Right, Becca. Yeah. Sissy. <laughs> Hi, Becca. Sissies are cross-dressers. In my opinion, there are three things that make a sissy. This is just my. They're submissive. They're hyper-feminine. Usually sluts or maids, often both. But the most important thing is a desire to please. They are so driven to please a sexual a partner, whether it's a female partner or a male partner. And what happens with a lot of the sissies I see is is that they're straight males. That doesn't mean they never suck cock. They won't suck cock when they're in male mode. But when they, when, and this isn't all sissies, this isn't all, but it's a fair, it's a substantial number. They are so deep into their femme space and their feminine headspace. They want to know what it's like to feel vulnerable, have receptive sex, to be fucked, to be on their knees sucking cock, to be not thinking about anything and not having to perform. Their cock is completely out of the equation at this point. So, which I wonder, because I I see mostly older men over 40, 45, this seems to really start bumping up into their consciousness a lot more as they get more mature. And whether that's, I don't know if it's part of it's hormonal, some of it that they realize that they've already, they've been lived their life for everybody else and now it's time. The, The desire for cock and almost an obsession with cum, with ejaculate, is, is, um, um, I can think of a lot of adjectives, a sight to behold. Um, and so, um, and kind of staying on that, that's how I define bisexual, is if they're, that if they're dressed as male and they want to suck cock, they're bi. If a sissy comes to me and says, am I gay? Am I, gay? Am I bi? And I'm like, well, when you're, in, when you're not in a dress, do you ever want to suck cock and go down to the, the whatever, you go to the glory hole, whatever you want to do, get on grinder? It's like, no, never. Once it's off, I say, okay, then you're straight because you're romantic. You're attracted to female energy. Same thing for admirers. They go, well, if I'm gay, I, I'm really attracted to trans girls, but I'm really attracted to cross-dressers, and I really want to suck cock, but I don't want to do it on a guy. But if she's dressed great, if she's dressed like a woman and looks good, yeah. It's like, well, that's because you're attracted to the feminine energy. The cock is just pure, uncomplicated lust. So I still am constantly amazed, maybe not amazed, surprised, baffled, 
that we live in a society, a world where people still think that your behavior determines your orientation, that the mm. thing that you do determines who you're into having sex with and how you should identify. Mm. In fact, society gets to decide how you should identify. Um, and, and which is so not the case. And it's the one you get to decide our sex positive motto is all consensual sex is good sex. Um, so as long as consensual with yourself or if you're sharing with other people, um, then we are fully on board for that. And it is not about the behavior. It's you determining your identity and, and, and the people that you're interested in having sex with. Or maybe it's not about sex. Some people don't like having sex with people. Uh, and, and so that's, there's, I don't go too, I won't go too far down that rabbit hole, but I think just, to, to honor that, that it really isn't about the behavior that people really get, get kind of like stuck in and to step mm-hmm. outside of that. And when we do that, mm-hmm. there's more opportunity for play, more opportunity for fun and more opportunity for freedom. So I'd like to move to uh, uh, the idea about how hard it is for maybe some crossdresser folks to find other like-minded folks, whether it's other crossdressers or people who are into crossdressers. And you created a community you have a, a site for this and obviously miss Ava, you do work around this but do you have any advice for these folks and then also maybe you can share a little more about this community that you created the resources that people can um, tap into so as i went down my journey it was so difficult finding places to go to where and i mean specifically online where you could find other people that are like-minded to be able to talk about who you are, what you want, what kind of shoes look good, what kind of makeup and all those kind of things. Uh, there were a couple different, you know, little chat rooms that you could go to, but for the most part, it was, it was really hit and miss. And then, and then probably about four or five years ago, as all of the dating sites kind of came out, there was lots of sissy dating or sissy, uh, I won't name some of the other ones, but I thought, oh, wow, okay, good. So they're finally starting to kind of get to know that there's a demographic here. But once I joined, it was just, it was fake profiles and DOM or, you know, kind of, uh, what do they call them? Uh, Fembots. And they, they pull you in with this notion of thousands of thousands of members that are just like you and want to talk to you. And then when you get there, it's all fake. Mm-hmm. It's a cam so, scam, that whole well, thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Just like that. And, and I mean, literally there, there were, everyone I looked at was like that. Now, having said that, there are other websites that are just great resources for cross-dressers to go to that are purely about education and teaching about different things, but it's not a community. So, so all these cross-dressers are, you know, dressing in the dark and, and you know, maybe letting their wives know, maybe not. And, and when their wives are gone, they want to get online to go talk to somebody. Because the, as we talked before about uh, uh Crossdressers want to be seen when they dress. They want they want to be seen, like you talked about with the 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 adult store, the adult bookstore, right? It's they want to be seen. They, it's like this pride thing. In my male persona, I never take a selfie. When I'm like this, I'm silking all the time. <laughs> um, so we we decided to create this site that is a community. It's really a welcoming community. You can come in. You can be safe. There are no fakes. We we will not allow any fake profiles. And and the best part of it is we have Maseva, who is this gift to crossdressers that really helps crossdressers live to the potential that they want to live to. Whether it's just dressing at home and never going out, or going out and taking them to a manicure pedicure during the day in South Florida. Right? Remember that? <laughs> yeah, and waxing your ass. Uh-huh. That's right. <laughs> we, I still have pictures of waxing your ass at, this, <laughs> at the Tipsy Salon on Las Olas. <laughs> I knew a place, <laughs> and it was a fine. Yes, yeah. so, that's true. So, uh, where can people find find all of these resources? And Miss Ava, you probably want to speak mm-hmm. to that. And uh, if if you have any advice, if they can find you or work with you as well, that would be. This is the perfect time. Oh, sure. Well, the website is circleofq.com. And um, so you'll come on, you can, you can join, people can join and get a free account. Let's just use a group. There's a group chat that's open all the time. Um, But then the, the members, the full members can, can search, can search, they can talk to each other. They can do, they can use webcam, they can use audio, private chat. And we're, we have different online events also, and probably like, well, expanding into some live events also regionally, which is sort of the long-term plan. Um, building upon that. 
so, but mostly, as Becca said, it's a really friendly community of real people. And um, I, you know, I also do through the sissyparlor.com, I do do um, personal consultations, but actually my, my main focus now is Circle of Q because I think I love working with Becca and the fact that we can really literally be reaching thousands and thousands of cross-dressers and helping them lets me go a whole lot farther than I've been able to do just one-on-one. -on -one. Even though I love working one-on-one, -on -one, I do phone and webcam, especially during COVID, um, but, the, but I just love seeing the groups on Circle of Q get together and people start to make, we've had people meet, they've already started meeting, they bought, they'll, they'll go out, they'll be friends. And uh, so that's, that's what's most rewarding to me. And I think for Becca too. And if they want to have one-on-ones with you, you said they can go to Circle of Q as well? They could contact me through Circle of Q or they could go to the sissyparlor.com which is the site, uh, my private practice site. And there's information there on web and um, webcam sessions and phone sessions. And I'm also, I have a presence on Night Flirt now and then. And Becca, are you willing to have anyone reach out to you for anything? They can find me on Circle of Q. I'm, I'm, I love helping girls that it started like me, that they've worn panties and they like it, but they don't know how far they can go. I like helping, helping girls that are like that. And um, and just the, the hardest thing for a crossroads to do is to go out in public. Mm. And I've, I've figured out how to do that. And I love helping girls do that. So anybody can contact me on Circle of Q. Yes. What's your name? Is it Sissy Becca? It's Becca. Yeah. Okay. Becca. all over the site. Yeah. You can't miss me. <laughs> There's one group that we didn't mention. I just want to put it in real quick before we close. The group, the, the, the site is also welcoming to admirers as well. Mm. Not just the cross-dressers, but guys who like them. Mm. And women, for that matter. Admirers, yes. allies. Admirers, yeah, allies, that. admirers. Uh-huh. Oh, well, I am really, I'm grateful that you two shared all of this insight and that there is now a platform and a place that is safe for folks that are in the world and that they identify as a cross-dresser or they are curious. I think this is so important. And shamelessly, we want to honor all humans on this planet. And as Amy, I, I love what you said about uh, your behaviors don't define you. So if you have any shame around this, it's time to release the shame. My mm -hmm. reverends are going to come out. Reverend April will come out. <laughs> release that shame. So uh, that being said, thank you both for joining us. And I think it might be time. It's wine o'clock somewhere. Why not? Becca's been slamming some. Awesome. My turn. Now it's Miss Ava's turn. So cheers to everyone out there. And if you don't know, you will right now. Margins Wine is one of Amy and I's favorite wines. Why? Because it's small batch boutique, women made, women owned, women operated wine made pretty much in on the Santa Cruz coast, uh, comes out of Santa Cruz. And you can go to marginswine.com. She only does two releases a year. Very good prices for the quality of the wine that you're getting. So we drank the Chenin Blanc last night and it Ooh, was super yummy. Yes. It was like the most recent Chenin Blanc. So uh, if you aren't a wino, but maybe you want to dive into that, go check it out, marginswine.com. Just sign up for the newsletter. And you can uh, look at our website to save some money. If you buy three or more bottles, you get 10% off, Shameless Sex 10 code and then if you buy six or more bottles use the code shameless sex 15 you'll save 15 percent so thank you becca thank you miss ava and to all of our shameless sex listeners thank you we love you all we'll see you next tuesday ciao for now want to learn more go to shamelesssex.com and for 15 percent off of some of our favorite sex toys use code shameless sex at purepleasureshop.com